the Eighth Circuit Network. We make things, put them in your brain. This is Kyle, and this is another episode of Funk Radio with your other host, Peter. Say hi, Peter. This is Peter. I'm saying hi. And we have a very special guest with us tonight, Mr. Alex Solano. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alex. Alex, you know a lot about uh, electronic music, don't you? Yeah, I listen to a lot. I have like over a thousand songs on my um, iTunes library of just electronic music. So. Wow. That's pretty crunchy. Most of it's dubstep, though. So mm, Dubstep, uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> do, do you guys listen to a lot of dubstep, or no? I listen to a decent amount of dubstep, but I'm very finicky with my taste. Like, I like Skrillex, but I don't even like everything he does. Mm. Um, it really just has to sound good to me. Like, I don't really care who does it. Yeah, there's some pretty bad dubstep out there, and there's some I, pretty I've, good... Yeah, I heard some really terrible ones on YouTube, and I'm just like, how, why did you make this? <laughs> Everyone and their mother wants to make dubstep, so... Yeah. We, we, um, let me get your opinion on this, because I think we actually discussed this in a prior show. You know how disco was really popular in the 70s as, like, a fad because it just exploded in popularity? Yeah. Even though it was kind of underground at first? Would you say um, that dubstep kind of followed that same trend? Um, kind of, although it's still not, like, a huge enough thing as disco, because, like, disco was so big that, like, they were, like, making major like motion pictures and stuff about it, it, it mm. that was super huge dubstep is only like huge with a younger audience because like if you guys haven't seen that video there's this video online you can look it up on youtube called elders react to dubstep and most of them didn't even know what dubstep was until they were like they played some for them mm. so, so it's more it's more of the younger generation thing and now it's, with guys like skrillex it's becoming way more popular yeah definitely although i have been hearing some dubstep in like um, movie trailers and commercials. And yeah, stuff. they um they had Skrillex in that one. Oh gosh, the the watch, the watchers, something like that. Yeah, the watch, yeah. The watch. One. Just letting you know, this episode we're actually going to talk about some cool uh, electronic artists and songs that they've released that have kind of a uh, funk or soul type of influence in it. Um, the first artist that came to mind to me when I was trying to think of artists for this is um a DJ named RJD2. He was, a, he was a DJ. He was born in Oregon. He's really famous for sampling soul songs and like disco and R&B songs in his tracks. It's almost like there's a subgenre, I guess you could call it, called trip-hop. It's very mellow, almost jazz-like. It's definitely, it definitely falls along those lines. I guess I picked one of his songs that I thought was a good fit that actually sampled. Uh, it definitely has that soul sound. I don't know what samples. This is RJD2's Good Times Rule Part 2. I actually don't know if there's a part one, so yeah. I don't think there is. I don't think there is. I think it's just a pain. So yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good song. He has a lot of cool songs. I would say I'm not as familiar with electronic music as i am with funk just in general but 
Um, he is one, Kyle, that you've introduced me to that actually, I, I kind of like him. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely cool. He's Like I said, he's a lot more um, smooth and mellow than a lot of electronic artists right now. Yeah. On the other end of the spectrum, any, basically the song is anything but smooth and mellow, there's a band that I found, I actually discovered them on Spotify, called Cone Sound. Uh, Cohen Sound, how I found out about them was uh, Skrillex, because um, I listened to his music. I follow him on Facebook, and he posted, uh, he's like, hey, my friends Cone Sound are posting this, or are releasing this new EP, and um, I think it was like called Mr. Fox or something like that, and it's supposed to be like Mr. Fox from that, that one, uh, you know, they came out with a movie based off Fantastic the book. Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah, the Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox. They like made like some song. Um, and it sounded very, like, funky to me, so I sent it to you guys. And Yeah, that was a cool song. I discovered them in a totally separate avenue. Like, I was just messing around on Spotify. You know how you can look at, like, related artists? I was just looking at related yeah. artists for Skrillex, and this came up. So I'm like, oh, okay. Skrillex actually has uh, his own label called Ausla, O-W-S-L-A. And uh, he's, like, started finding, like, the best electronic artists out there that are, like, sort of dubstepy, sometimes electro, other stuff like that. Um, and he like puts them on his label and releases stuff, you know, and Cone Sound's one of them. Let's listen to a quick clip of Funk Blaster by Cone Sound. Again, that's a uh, cone sound, K-O-A-N sound, not C-O-N-E. It's not like a traffic cone. When I was telling Dan about the, these guys, he thought there was, it was spelled the same way, too, <laughs> which I guess makes sense. What sound does a cone make? Bunk. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. That sounded like it. <laughs> like a cone getting hit by a car? It's just like a hollowy, plasticky sound? Yeah. But yeah, no, guys, go check out Cone Sound. Uh, download the whole EP. You can download it probably through relics or itunes or whatever that that ep is their first ep funk blaster and then they just came out with a new one which was the like the fox one that i told you about was that pretty recent um yeah it was just re- released about a month ago oh cool you guys should go check it out indeed so kyle um you yes introduced me to another one recently uh called pretty lights and yes. they have a song called i can see it in your face Pretty Lights is kind of similar to RJD2, but they kind of, I don't know, I think it's just one guy, but um, he kind of just has his own um, sound, his own, like, jazzy sound. I discovered him through a fr- my friend, uh, Dan. Uh, we all know Dan. and <laughs> We hope you all discover songs through Dan. <laughs> but yeah, no, the guy's real name is Derek Smith, and in 2007 and 2008, him and his friend, Corey Eberhard, Eberhard began playing for larger electronic acts such as SDS9, the Disco Biscuits, and uh, Widespread Panic. I've never heard of the Disco Biscuits, but that's kind of a cool name. That is a pretty cool name. I kind of look them up now. They sound tasty. Yeah, right? <laughs> Let's listen to a clip of I Can See It In Your Face by Pretty Lights. Well, that song was pretty, pretty. Fun fact about Pretty Lights, actually. I think if you just Google them or something, they have, uh, or he has, I guess, a website. And I'm pretty sure basically most of his music is up there for free to download. Really? Um, yeah. That's cool. Another fun fact about Pretty Lights, or more related to Skrillex, 
Hyundai, the you know the car company, they produced yeah, this yeah. like documentary movie thing um, called Re Colon Generation. And what they did in that project was they took a bunch of electronic music, like or artists, I should say, including Skrillex and uh, Pretty Lights, and had them match up with random other genres. So Skrillex matched up with rock, and he did a song with The Doors, and Pretty Lights uh, matched up with um, uh, I forget their, the name, but this country artist, and um, did like a country electronic song. Oh, so. yeah. Um, I don't know if this is. The oh, song Leanne they- Rhymes. That's her name. I don't know. Yeah, I know Pretty Lights did a like a remix of um, "Country Roads" by, gosh, who's that '70s artist? I don't know. Oh, is he the one who did that song? Cause yeah. Is that the one you guys have been playing? Yeah, I remember we like played that all the time like last oh, year. Oh, that's him. Yeah. Oh, that's no, cool. It's him, and I guess he, he did a remix of that song from the '70s, "Country right. Roads." Oh, that's um, cool. So I guess that's why they'd be a good fit with country check that out regeneration it's you can look it up on youtube and they actually have the whole album of those songs to download for free cool. actually oh, um speaking of which i'm looking at pretty lights uh his website right now yeah and yeah there's actually a lot of free music on, like all his albums are free so yeah uh, there's a lot of stuff here there's even a few other um side products that either him or his friends that he features on his site like i know supervision is on there and i don't know if that's him or someone else but i love supervision cool. so Oh, yeah, definitely go check out prettylightsmusic.com. They got a lot of free, cool music. Free music is always good, yay. It's kind of funky. Another, I guess, song that popped in my head. It's not, it's electronic, but it's not really super funky. But uh, it's Stylo by the Gorillas. And the reason I picked it is because the uh, chorus actually features Bobby Womack. I guess this is initially where uh, the two of them, I guess, met up because they wanted him on their song. The Gorillas, it's an interesting its an interesting collaboration. It's two guys, Damon Alburn and Jamie Hewitt, and their, uh, I guess, group was meant to be like a, a musical and visual project together where Alburn basically did all of the music, but then um, Jamie Hewitt created like this fictional cartoon band that would actually become the face of the uh, Gorillas and in all the videos and whatnot. That's cool. Kind of interesting. More uh, fun facts about this actual song is when the gorillas approached Womack to do it, he had no idea who they were and like really wasn't sure about actually collaborating with them. But I guess his daughter liked the gorillas, so she convinced him to do it. That's cool. And uh, so they brought him into the studio, and they're just like, yeah, you know, sing, sing whatever's on your mind. And so Bobby Womack was quoted as saying, I was in there for an hour going crazy about love and politics, getting it off my chest. So basically, yeah, they just had him sing about whatever he wanted to sing about and just picked what they wanted to fit into their uh, song. It's funny, though, because he was, since he was in there singing for basically an entire hour, um, Womack, who is now an elderly gentleman, was diabetic, so he actually started to pass out. They set him down and gave him banana, <laughs> and he ended up waking up a few minutes later. Oh, God. So the gorillas gave Bobby Womack a banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. I checked out that song the other day, Kyle, before, like, when you were writing up this episode. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty good song, but then when uh, when Womack's voice came on during this song, I thought, oh, wow, that's that's kind of, like, the best part of the song. Yeah, yeah. It might just be my personal taste. It's, it's old. I mean, the song's... 
the song's a little repetitive because um, that's just kind of the, that's just kind of their style. But yeah, no, he definitely added a lot to it. I think electronic music in general has a lot of repetition, but um... uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you kind of have to when you're doing basically all of the different sounds and instruments or whatever and putting them all together. You just end up looping stuff. Right. Another good song that we heard of uh, from our friend Dan, the Music Man. See, I feel <laughs> I feel like Dan would be like the name of an app that you have right. and it just like shows you music dude we okay wait alex you're good at like computer making apps you should make an iphone app called dan the music man um what would this app entail so you open up the app and it has a cool face looking at you and then he talks to you and tells you cool songs that you should listen <laughs> it's just dan's face like and it just switches between like his mouth opening and closing and he talks and tells you to listen to stuff and then it and then it opens up a like a YouTube link or something to those. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we should get Dan in on this and make a lot of money. <laughs> well, we kind of have to. We have to give him royalties or something. Yeah, of course. Yeah, That's we can't expensive. use his face without giving him some sort of compensation. But anyways, um, yeah, this song that I heard from Dan the Music Man. Why is he the music? Because it rhymes, okay? Because it rhymes. Dan the Music Man. See, it's catchy. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's by a um a guy named Grum. It's a song called Can't Shake This Feeling off his 2010 album Heartbeats, which he said was kind of inspired by 80s disco. But I guess in this song, it's a kind of a cover version of the original I Can't Shake This Feeling by Click that was, uh, I guess, released in 1982. Let's listen to a clip of Can't Shake This Feeling by Grum really quick. You know, I knew about this song for a while before. I didn't know this was actually uh, covering an old disco song. I thought that was kind of cool. That is pretty crunchy. I mean, yeah. yeah. Is that the word crunchy? That's that's that, my that's that's my catchphrase for this show. Kyle didn't have a catchphrase, so we asked our uh, our Facebook fans about giving him a new catchphrase. And uh, you know Chase, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he told Kyle that he should say things are pretty crunchy well that's kind of appropriate for like electronic because you'd be like you know it's like computer chips and chips See, that, are crunchy that's, yeah, that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's what i that's exactly my my thought process um next artist i guess we have up because there really isn't that much to say about grum other than he's awesome and from scotland and check out the music video which and is check- weird oh it is yeah i didn't, I didn't even check it out kind of weird if you think about it a lot of electronic music videos are just really weird you should check out skrillex's music videos to bring him up again those are some weird videos the one with the little girl oh the one with the santa claus yeah uh, i was about to say the santa claus one it's when he's tripping oh, on drugs yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> and then like he just gets like the crap beat out of him yeah that was weird i actually i saw i've seen skrillex live in concert like uh, three times and the last time I saw him they played that video in the background on this giant screen I was like whoa <laughs> I saw him a year ago in concert um, at this music festival called Hard and he was it was just him with a table and turntables you know mixing it up with a mic and this year this summer I saw him again at the same music festival and he had this giant light up spaceship thing that like moved raised up, up above the stage and giant like screen behind him with all the videos and stuff. It's like he's just oh, within a year. Like you know what that reminds me of? Parliament Funkadelic. 
<laughs> I was actually thinking about that too because I know they had like spaceships. Yeah, and stuff. they were all um, about like space travel and light shows and, and the mothership. Actually, Skrillex had a tour called the Mothership Tour. Oh really? Yeah. Maybe 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 they were part of his inspiration. Maybe kind of cool to find out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of I guess electronic bands, um, probably one of the most famous duos is uh, Daft Punk. They were really kind of one of the first really popular ones because they came around yeah. in like the mid to late nineties. And they had a, a song called Defunk that was really one of their first kind of successful singles. Can we can we listen to a clip of Defunk? No, we can't. Okay, yeah, we can. It's so funky. That was Defunk by Daft Punk. But yeah, no, Alex, I know you're a big fan of them. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of them. They're like, they started major electronic music as far as like it becoming a popular thing. And like, even when Skrillex won his uh, Grammy, which was like the first big person to win a Grammy last mm. year, um, he was like, I wish electronic and dance music had been considered uh, such a big thing back when Daft Punk were big, because they mm. deserve it more. He's like, they deserved it more than I do, you know. They should have gotten one of these, you know. So hopefully they'll get a Grammy in the future. Um, I'm surprised yeah. they didn't get more recognized for the Tron movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was a really right? was a good pack. I forgot about that. Like, even as just, like, you know, I don't know, a score for a movie or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because um, that was amazing. Best part of the movie, I think. The movie wasn't that good. <laughs> Also, speaking of stages and stuff, like, Daft Punk is really well known for their light-up pyramid stage thing, where they're, like, on the top of this pyramid thing, mixing in their live shows. Yeah. Um, but currently, they're, like, not doing anything. Well, it's not that they're not doing anything, but they haven't been, they've been on a hiatus for a while until the Tron soundtrack came out, because that's what they were doing. But they're currently working on a new album, apparently, and they're working with two people. One is Paul Williams, who's like a sort of folk singer. And the other one, I don't know if you guys have heard of him. His name is Nile Rogers. He's from Chic, the band Chic. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Super funky guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. There, that, there'll definitely be some funk in there. That'll yeah. be really interesting, and now I'm actually excited for that. Yeah, so they're working in the studio right now, so we'll see what, what that turns into. Mm. That's pretty that crunchy. Do you know when? The, wait, when is that coming out? There, it's not announced yet. You know. Oh, okay. It just said um, that Daft Punk's new album could be released as early as June 2012, but that already passed. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Can I actually bring something up along that same line? It seems like Kyle, you yeah. and Dan, a lot of like the more I guess electronic artists that you guys like. Yeah. You would They're always really, have the problem. Really slow oh. with coming out out with albums. I have wanted Glitch Mob to come out with their album for a year ever since they released their EP over a year ago. I don't know. They're still working on it, I guess. Same with Ratatat. I guess Dan said that they're kind of notorious for coming out with an album every two years in the summer. And this past summer was that two-year mark, and they didn't come out with anything, uh, even though supposedly they're working on something. Have you ever seen them in concert? I would love to, but no, I have not. saw them last year when I was at Hard, that same Jealous. music. Nice. So good live. You guys need to check them out live. I know Dan saw them, and he got me into them like a few months after that. Ratatat was actually kind of one of the first groups that got me into electronic music, because before I thought it was just like, oh, there's no creativity in that. But, but then I 
I saw like the guitar sampling they did and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. And then he got me into like Prodigy and Daft Punk. So that was kind of the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Yeah, seeing them live is awesome because they're playing electric guitar live and then mixing it live as well. That's pretty intense. They got the the mixing boards and the synthesizers and all that sort of stuff. That's cool. That's pretty crunchy. No, um, another good band to check. I mean, they're not really funky, but just check them out. Rat it. It's R A T A T A T. Okay, so yeah, uh, what do we got for our last song, Peter? So we have a little band called Chromio, and they are a an electronic funk band formed in Montreal, Canada, which is pretty cool. I think one of their most famous songs is called Bonafide Lovin'. And uh, let's listen to a little clip of that right now. It's funny because if you guys check out their music video, it's actually a kind of a ripoff of... Um, a music video that came out in the early 80s, um, Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. That original video in the 80s actually featured some of the first commercially successful rudimentary 3D animation. It, it looks just awful, but it was pr- a pretty big deal for the time. And so mm-hmm. Bonafide Lovin' kind of rips off that weird, quirky, cubic style, I guess. It looks pretty legitimate in that, in that style. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's na- nowadays you could definitely call it stylized, but back then that was like cutting-edge graphics. Yeah. Kind of sad. Yeah, I, I really like this band. They're really fun, and they, you know, it's a good mix of kind of being reminiscent of the 80s, but also like having a modern kick to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Romeo was another band that played it hard. You guys just need to go to these festivals. Sir, why, why, didn't you go, why didn't you tell us about this? Come on, man. You probably did. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. No, they're uh, they're they're having another uh, hard music festival coming up in November, but not not a, a lot of funky stuff. Although, do you guys know Major Lazer? I heard of him or them. Them, yeah, they have that one song that like uh, I think uh, Beyonce or Rihanna. I don't remember which one sampled them. Um, mm. It's like do 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 that one. No idea. Like, no, no. <laughs> See, I think that should be another part of the Dan app, is that you sing a really bad rendition of the song into the mic, and then it, if he if he knows the song, he'll, he'll isn't, play it. Isn't that basically what that app, uh, what is it, Shazam does or something? Yeah, yeah but yeah. this is Shadan. Shadan. <laughs> Shadan, the music man. <laughs> and then you should also add to that app, like the IMT Pain app, so you can also, like... Auto-tune yourself? Yeah, exactly. They have some really dumb auto-tune apps. One of my friends auto-tuned me. And if you can't tell, my voice is kind of odd. So an auto-tuned version of my voice was just, it was like stepping on beavers. Did you just say stepping on beavers? Beavers, not beavers. <laughs> There's only one beaver, and I would like to step on him. <laughs> Another fun fact, actually. I keep coming up with all these fun facts about electronic music and Justin Bieber at that. I just discovered this song the other day um, by it's this band known as Crafty Kids, and it's called Justin Bieber's Dead, and it's like the <laughs> best song ever. Oh because my they, gosh. They sample that um, clip from uh, CSI where Justin Bieber gets shot and dies. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I watched that. Yeah, no, and this song, it, like, it's like, Justin Bieber's dead, and then it goes, brum, brum, you know, into the like drop and everything. <laughs> it's like so good. Look it up, and you can download Definitely. it for free their SoundCloud. Ooh, SoundCloud, yeah, you guys, SoundCloud is also an amazing resource for 
both like electro funk and just well, like music in general because it's like up and coming artists putting their yeah. stuff on there and usually it's free to download. So check that website out too. Yeah, I want to ask an overall question from examples we've heard tonight and also just in general. I mean, how much influence do you think uh, like funk and disco has had on electronic music in, in you know in the big picture? Well, let me put it this way. What I see is that Daft Punk, just as an example, um, mm-hmm. was influenced greatly, as you guys can tell, by like funk and disco and stuff like that. Um, yeah. They you know did their own little twist to it. And Daft Punk, they're like the I know they're not that old, but they they are technically like the grandfathers of electronic music, like modern electronic music. Um, so think about it that way. If they were influenced by funk and, you know, mm. disco, then and they influenced everyone else, then... And Peter, if you really think about it, like certain genres of funk kind of used electronics in that. I mean, think of Parliament Funkadelic or Herbie Hancock. He was funky, but he basically had some of the first, like, electronic riffs in music. Yeah, especially as you get into like the late 70s and early 80s, a lot of the artists of the day started going in that direction. And it kind of in a way, that's where it started. But no, I, I don't know if all of them are influenced by funk, but I would say funk definitely paved the way for, helped pave the way for electronic music. Uh, some, in, was, at least in some It was one of the first genres that really tried to use it. Right, exactly. Definitely. So yeah, that's all I got for funk, electronic stuff. Do you guys have any other cool questions to ask for the show? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I have uh, another electronic music like fun fact thing that you guys should check out. Um, okay. I, I watched this blog called the Flog F L O G with uh, Felicia Day. You might you guys might know her. I uh, oh, yeah. I've she was at Comic Con and there was mass rioting and yeah and she was in <laughs> uh, she was in Doctor Horrible Sing Along blog. Mm-hmm. Um, Are they making a show of that by the way? Because I heard something about them doing a sequel or a show um, or a movie. Actually, the movie. Playing the original Doctor Horrible on uh, the CW, I think next week or something like that. So actual, it's playing on actual TV cable. But no, um, she has this uh, blog called The Flog. Look it up on YouTube, F L O G. Um, and she has this like top three every week of like her favorite things that week. And one of them was this. It's a dubstep music video, but it's very different than most dubstep songs. It's called Vampire Skank. Um, <laughs> And it's by Beardy Man versus Dorley. It basically it starts out with this, there's a bunch of puppets, and um, one of them's like this guy, and he's like banging away at stuff. And then this vampire puppet comes in, and he's like, Igor, uh, let's play the the some of the music of our people. And he's like, I don't know who you are. What are you doing here? And then he like plays the music of their people, which is like supposedly dubstep. It, it like starts out where it's all like folky so and it's the lyrics are i like dubstep wub 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 but then it drops into actual dubstep you guys should check out it's hilarious so yeah um a lot of electronic effects shoved into this week's episode so you guys got a lot to go listen to and if if you are fans of funk and not electronic music uh, i apologize for making you listen to uh, a whole show but uh hopefully we uh will expand your mind a little bit and kind of show you that electronic music is pretty cool and also pretty crunchy, as Kyle would say. <laughs> so uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to Funk Radio today. Uh, we hope that you go subscribe to us on iTunes, because uh, that would be pretty cool, because then you can hear all of our future shows and our past ones as well. Also check out 8th Circuit's website. It's 8th-circuit.com. We're up there, too. That's who hosts us. They have yeah. other awesome podcasts as well as awesome reviews and articles regarding 
all things entertainment from video games to movies to books. That's correct. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Join us next time as we talk about more of your favorite Funka hits. Bye. This has been Peter. This has been Kyle. Been Alex. Yes, thank you, Alex, for joining us today. We hope to have you on again another time. Indeed. I'd be happy to. Cool. Bye. Bye, everybody. For more podcasts and the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment, visit 8thCircuit.com.